friends, and welcome back to the Freedom to Flourish podcast. I'm really excited to be here with you guys. It has been such a long time since I have recorded, and today we're going to get a little bit honest and vulnerable on this episode talking about imposter syndrome. And today I just want to pose a question to you. What would happen if we were honest with each other about how we were feeling? We'll talk more about it in a little bit, but I want to give you guys just a couple of housekeeping items. If you're watching the video version of the podcast, you might notice that the lighting is terrible. Uh, My ring light broke and I haven't gotten a new one. And I know that I'm the kind of person where I can just make every excuse possible and use that as an excuse to not even record. I mean, I've been gone for over like six or seven months, I think, on the podcast just because of excuses. And so I decided done is better than perfect, like Jenna Kutcher always says, and um, I am just ready to get this episode out there and start releasing content again. I've said it before, I always feel the most at ease and the most happy with myself when I am creating content and putting it out there to serve other people. And To be honest, I have allowed um, imposter syndrome and excuses get in the way of that. And and I'm going to be sharing with you a little bit about that. I also wanted to let you guys know that I have another podcast that I started in November. It is called the Tuesdays Together Greenville Podcast. If you guys don't know, I lead a local chapter of the Rising Tide Society, which is a community of small business owners and in creative and creative entrepreneurs, of uh, people gathering in the spirit of community over competition. And on that podcast, I interview um, members of our group of our local chapter and share their story. And we also talk about really exciting business tips and um it's it's really I love hearing people's journeys because um it has made me feel less alone um I tend to think that the way I'm doing it is wrong and that other people have their act together and I'm just over here kind of like flailing (laughs) but listening to the podcast um everyone is doing amazing things and they're really owning it and it's been interesting to me to see how their journeys all of them have not been a straight line and I felt like that so much in my life that my journey has not been a straight line Um, there's been switchbacks and sometimes u-turns and sometimes just going in the complete opposite direction and branches and just like having no idea what's going on but I think the important thing is that you keep going and that has been something really amazing that I've loved about doing the Tuesdays Together Greenville podcast is listening to business owners tell their stories um, and seeing how relatable it is and I just want you guys to know that you are not alone. There are people out there just like you so if you want to give that a listen, it's already out. Um, You can get it anywhere you find your podcasts. It's called Tuesdays Together Greenville or you can go to anchor.fm slash Tuesdays Together GVL for Greenville. Um, I'm also going to be releasing those episodes here on the Freedom to Flourish feed every other week. So um, you're going to get 
an episode from me every two weeks and then an episode where I'm interviewing someone else every two weeks um, to help lighten the load on having me come up with (laughs) content every single week. I think that is one of the reasons that I did quit the podcast back in June is because it, it is really hard to continually come up with content. But collaborating with people um, is a great way to ease that load for me, but also make things more interesting for you because uh, I love bringing in other people and hearing their um, point of view and they're experts on things that I'm not an expert at. So I think that you will enjoy it. So I'll be starting to release those episodes starting from the beginning. But if you want the most current episodes of that podcast, you can head over to that feed, the Tuesdays Together Greenville podcast. All right, diving right in. So I just want to tell you a little bit about where I've been, what's been going on the last uh, few months. Well, honestly, it has been hard. Like I said, I feel like I've been flailing around um, just to tell you a little bit about uh, where I've been the last two years. So in in 2017, I know I just said two years and I'm going back like how many years is that? Five years? Yeah. 2017, um, I had a full load of weddings. I used to be a wedding photographer. And I had plans to build and grow my wedding photography business to be full time. At that time, I was also teaching piano and I was also coaching swimming. And when I got married in July 2017, I decided that I really needed to focus just on one thing because I wanted to spend time with my husband. And now I had new things that I was dealing with. I'd never been lived out on my own before. So I was learning how to do things <laughs> that you do when you live on your own, um, like pay the bills and talk to insurance people and talk, uh, figure out things about house maintenance and owning a house and all that kind of stuff. Um, we did not own a house when we first got married. We uh, lived in my grandmother's house. My grandmother was not living at the house. She was living with my parents. Um, we were blessed to be able to live in her house for a while and, um, you know, just learning all the things about taking care of a house and and living out on your own, and also managing a brand new relationship. (laughs) So uh, anyways, I decided that I, instead of doing all of the things like I always did, I needed to focus on just one thing, on wedding photography. So I was building a business, um, and I was working really hard. I was blogging every single day, uh, every single weekday for my wedding business, just all kinds of things. And I did not book that many weddings in 2018, like I thought. Um, in 2018, my uh, also uh, my grandmother um, got sick. Actually, this was 2017. I'm getting my dates a little bit mixed up. Sorry about that. My grandmother was sick in 2017, but because I didn't have too many weddings booked, I was able to um, spend time with her. Uh, she fell and broke her hip in October. And, uh, for those of you who are in the wedding street and in wedding industry, you know, that October is the busiest year, uh, the busiest month of the year. And so at that time, uh, most people in my, you know, industry were crazy busy, but I wasn't. And so I really think that was a God thing that I had free time and I was able to see my grandmother, um, pretty much every day. And she was always one of my best friends. And then she ended up passing away on, uh, October 31st. And I'm so grateful that 
my business wasn't huge at that time because I would not have been able to spend all that time with her. Um, so anyways, in 2018, um, it was growing. I was doing well in 2018, but again, I was working crazy hard. And for 2019, I only had two weddings on the books and I was really nervous about it. I wasn't sure what was going on. Um, but later that year, my husband lost his job and he, he spent six months looking for a job and we weren't finding anything in South Carolina. And eventually he finally started looking out of state and ended up getting a job in California. He's a software engineer. So he got a job in Silicon Valley. There's a lot of jobs in software engineering over there in Silicon Valley. And because I only had two weddings booked for 2019, I was able to say, yeah, let's do it. How, when are we going to get the chance to do this, to do something like this again? Let's, let's dive. I was a hundred percent committed. I had no reservations and I'm so glad that I was able to do that. So again, I was very confused why my business was not growing, but I think again, it was a God thing just saying, yeah, you can go. Um, and we had an amazing time in California. So in California, I built an editing business. Um, I started, I launched that in April of 2019. I knew that I didn't want to get back into photography because I was pretty sure that our move to California was going to be temporary and it takes, you know, a year or two to grow a wedding photography business because people book things so far out. So I did uh, photo editing. I was able to build my client load to be fully booked. I got 16 clients in less than six months. And that fall, I was just dead. Um, so I didn't have any um, social life that October. It, I was working 12 hours a day, a lot of days, and I just didn't have a life and I was miserable. So I was determined to cut back on my client load in 2020. I also was realizing that I was missing that in person, the personal connection to people that I had when I was a wedding photographer. As an editor, I was just sitting behind my desk. Yes, I was able to talk with my clients and help them. And I love serving people. I truly do. But I was missing that element of connection. So then uh, 2020 happened and the coronavirus pandemic, you know, was <laughs> just put here upon us and it was a challenging year I lost you know I didn't ha make any money basically until June because no one was working um, we went on lockdown right in the middle of spring wedding season and so since the photographers weren't working I wasn't working so I realized that I needed to pivot I needed to have another source of income than just that um, and I think part of it was um, helpful because it because it did kind of help me to naturally get rid of some of my clients and, and reduce my client load. I don't mean get rid of that sounds bad. I <laughs> reduced my client load. I knew I needed to do that. But, you know, I didn't want to make my clients unhappy. But a lot of them uh, ended up leaving anyways because they couldn't afford me anymore. Um and that worked out well for me because, uh, like I said, I wanted to cut back because I knew that I wanted to continue doing it, but I wanted to do more work that was also just involved other people. So I tried some things. I tried, I did a new po a podcast for a while called Verbally Processing. And I also started trying to get into education. So I built a course in 2020. Um, I had a membership for a while that I was trying out. And nothing seemed to stick. And in 2021, I was like, 
really decided that I was just going to go all in. We went back to South Carolina. Uh, COVID brought us back to uh, our home state of South Carolina. My husband still has his job that he got in California, but he's able to work remotely. So we came back and I feel like for the last three years, maybe I've really been trying to find my place again after being a, a confident and successful wedding photographer. I uh, have felt a little bit out of my element. I felt um, like an imposter. You know, I felt like who, who, why do people deserve, like, why do I deserve to be telling people what to do? Uh, when one of my favorite things is helping people and I love you know, telling them business strategies. If you guys have listened to my episodes, you you have heard some of those and you know that I love it. But it has been three years of just kind of kind of trying to figure out where my place is again. And I know that it's been a hard year, hard two years for a lot of people. And I know that I'm not alone in that. But to be honest, it has been hard. And I haven't felt that, you know, sense of being at home and you know, in what I do and feeling totally confident in what I do. And pe- when people ask me what I do, I'm like, well, sometimes I say I'm a private photo editor. Sometimes I say I'm a coach for creative entrepreneurs. Sometimes I say I'm a podcast host. Like I don't have a, a thing that I say, oh, this is what I do. And, and, and like where I can feel confident in that, you know, and, and just have something that you say to people like your elevator pitch. <laughs> um, I've gone through classes like Donald Miller. I did his Hero on a Mission class, which by the way, he just turned into a book. Um, highly recommend it for anyone who uh, wants to, you know, learn how to build a meaningful life. And and it really did help me. Um, I have still taken to heart some of the, stra- I did take to heart some of the strategies that he mentions um, in Hero on a Mission. Uh, he talks about, writing the first exercise he has you do is write your eulogy and then you kind of reverse engineer your life based on you know what people will you want people to have said about you at your eulogy and that really helped me um I got back into um serving my local church here and I got in back into teaching a few students piano it's very limited I don't have a lot of time to teach kids piano Um, anymore but it is something that I'm good at I have a master's degree in piano performance which not a lot of people know because I don't do anything in music anymore but you know it's something that I enjoy I love music and I feel like I was part of me was created to to play music for other people or at least teach other people how to music to how to play music but I still you know like I said I haven't felt like I know where I'm where I'm going or like I know what I'm supposed to do with my life. And here we are at the beginning of another year after two years of turmoil in our country, not after we're still in it. We're still in it. And I still don't have confidence in what I want to do. And I say that, you know, I, I have been hesitant to come on here and say this because I am you know, I've been trying to kind of position myself as someone who knows things about business and who helps you achieve your goals and get to where you want to go. But I was just thinking the other day, like, why do I feel so bad about sharing this with people? Why do I not want to let people in and want to tell them that I'm struggling? Is it because 
there's such a curated picture of what your life is supposed to look like. When you get on Instagram at the beginning of the year, everyone's making their goals. Everyone's sharing their new habits. And I still have no idea what I need to do tomorrow, you know? And uh, so I realized that I've been hesitant to share with you guys. But I thought, what would happen if people were actually honest about where they were? Because I guarantee you that Every single person that you see on Instagram or that you see killing it in business has struggled with imposter syndrome or just the feeling of feeling like they don't belong or that they what they have to say is not valuable. And I want to know what would happen if we were just honest about it. If we said, hey, you know what? I'm not sure about this or I'm struggling. I don't know uh, I don't know where I'm supposed to be in three years, in five years, in 10 years. Would there be so much pressure to perform? Would there be so much pressure to achieve all of your goals in 2022, you know, in the new year? I don't know. There's so much pressure to be perfect on social media. Comparison is huge. I, I heard someone say, um, I don't remember where this was, but I shouldn't compare myself to you because it's always, I'll always lose because I'll never be you. And I think that's such an important thing to remember. And I know that in my head, but I still keep falling into the comparison trap of comparing myself to other people. I know that I'll never be that person. But for some reason, I think that maybe this will be the thing that I do that helps me to become that person. But I don't know. And I also felt like on social media, I could only show up when I was happy. And so that's kind of why I haven't shown up, you know, on social media or on the podcast. Because also showing up and being happy and telling you how to, you know, create your best life or whatever feels a little bit trivial when there's so much suffering in the world. Um social media and our and our is is frustrating because it seems like so many people are in shouting matches and I don't know about you but there are people who may say one thing may say something politically or may say something about covid or whatever and when they post that I go in and I mute their their stories and their posts because I get, it makes me angry when I see it and I want to respond and I want to like tell them how my way is better um or whatever And so it's a frustrating experience being on social media. I do really believe that you should curate your experience on social media to be something that is encouraging and uplifting and not frustrating. So I'm a big believer in doing those things. But for me, it just hasn't been enjoyable. Also, because I've been focused on spending time with people in person. Um, That is something that I've been so... uh, glad that I've been able to do this year. Um, It's not something that we did much of last year when we were in California. Um, But this year we have been able to, which has been awesome. So I just wanted to get on here and be honest with you guys and say, I don't know (laughs) what my purpose is, what I'm supposed to be doing really with this brand. But I do want to show up and I do want to serve people. And I I do see so much value in connecting with other people. And that's when I feel the most, like I said, the most at home is when I am sharing with people and actually doing something to help them. But I also, at you know, sometimes feel like I'm at the mercy of the algorithm. I just saw Laylee Amati posted an 
a podcast episode where she says to not be upset at the algorithm and to show up every day. I also saw Mary Morantz posted something today about uh, showing up. Like if you want to be somewhere next year at the end of the year, you have to do the things today that are going to get you there. And that if you want to have, you know, a growing, a growing audience in December, what are you doing today? How are you serving your audience today? So this is me showing up in spite of myself, in spite of the feelings uh, that I don't have anything to say and I don't know what I want to say, but I just want to, to be here and serve people and meet people and connect with people and let you know that you're not alone. If anything, I know I've been rambling now for 20 minutes, but if anything, I just want you to know that you're not alone. And that is part in, of the reason that I, I am telling you I'm confused. <laughs> So let me go back to this question. I want to share a couple of stories with you guys before we end. I'm going to, I want to go back to that question. What if we were honest? What would happen? What would our relationships look like or our communities? So a few months ago, I had a lady from my neighborhood come up to my door. She rang my doorbell and she said that she was doing a yard sale a community yard sale and she wanted to give me this flyer and was hoping that you know if we had anything that we wanted to give away that we would contact her and participate in the yard sale and I asked her her name and I realized that she's the first person whose name I know from the neighborhood that I live in we bought this house in this neighborhood in 2018 we lived in here for nine months before we moved to California, then we had someone renting for a while. And now we've been in back in our house for a year. So it's been a year and nine months that we lived in this house. And I don't know a single person, single one of my neighbor's names, except for the lady who came to talk about the yard sale. Why do I do that? I know that it's because I'm afraid of getting too close to people. I'm afraid maybe I, I care too much about how you know getting involved in their lives is going to affect my time I'm really like a time oriented person I like to save time I don't like to waste time which is ironic when because I really waste a lot of time and I also think that a part of it is feeling like I don't know what to say feeling like I don't deserve to say anything to them that just that feeling of inferiority is that a word? <laughs> I can't remember if that's a word right now. And feeling like, oh, I'm worried, so worried about what they think about me. But why do I do that? But what would happen if I, like every time I saw my neighbors outside, I said, hey neighbor, how's it going? What would happen? What would be so scary about that? I don't think it would be scary. I think it would actually be great. Like I just want to know what would happen if I did that. And what would happen if you... When you saw your neighbors walking down the street, you said, hey, how are you? If you were walking, you know, at the gym, you know, we do that thing. Anywhere we are, grocery store, you you know, long hallway (laughs) or whatever. You see a person walking and you like look down and you're like, oh, I don't want to make eye contact. Let me just pretend that I'm thinking about something more important. When there's no one else there, you know that they see you. They know that you see them and you know that they see you. Like, why do we do that thing where we kind of shift our eyes, look at our phone, pretend like we're on the phone or whatever, and then we avoid making eye contact? Like, what would happen if when passing we said, hey, how are you? With a big smile. You know, I don't know. What 
I just want to know what would happen if we got more involved in people's lives. And when people said to you, how are you? What if you actually responded with how you were actually feeling? Like, what would that do? It might be a little awkward at first, but what about the next time that you shared with them how you're actually feeling? Maybe they would share with you, hey, you know what? This actually is how I'm feeling. I'm so glad that you said that because I thought that I was alone. You know, what if you made a connection that you wouldn't have put together? What if you find a way that you can actually help someone? I'm saying this to myself because this is something that I don't do. I also want to share another story um, at a place uh, where I would work out. Um, There was a person who worked there. And this person was the most cheerful person. They were always talking to me, asking me how I was doing. Um, and asking me how my day was going and they would always make an effort to make conversation with me and to be honest I kind of I kind of tried to make the conversations last as short as possible because I don't I don't know why maybe I thought I didn't have time to talk to the person or maybe I was just worried about what they would think of me I don't know why but every single person uh, that I know who knows the, uh, this person who worked there, they would always say the same thing, that this person really made an effort and was just such a sweet person. And I found out that he died by suicide. And I, um, to me, I just think that that was so shocking because I think everyone would have said that that they would have been the last person that you, that you would have expected um, to be, you know, going through something with their mental health. Like, but the tr- fact of the matter is every single person that you meet has something really hard going on in their lives. I guarantee it. Something that they don't talk about with people, but something that, that their, you know, closest friends or their spouse, you know, or best friend or whatever – knows about and they talk about maybe every single person is going through something so why do we close ourselves off from people why do we put on this curated perfect no mess version of ourselves and why is that the version of ourselves that we want to present to the world when we do that we're contributing to the problem when we try to show people that we are so perfect we're contributing to what makes other people feel like they're not perfect and they don't measure up what would happen if we were honest I want to hear from you what do you think would happen if we were honest with each other now my favorite people to follow are the ones that are honest the ones that share the craziness that goes on in their minds and you think wow I'm not alone Now, sometimes we don't want to make things public and sometimes we can't make things public. I totally get that. There are like a million things, you know, in my life that I'm that I'm never going to talk about here on the podcast. And I don't believe that social media is where we are supposed to share every single detail of our lives. But consider, is there some way that that you can be more honest It's helpful when some people are honest and I love following those people because it helps me know that I'm not alone. Now, don't hear me advocating that we need to go on social media and start airing out our dirty laundry and telling all of our secrets and all of our innermost thoughts. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying 
how about those in-person connections that you have? Can you be more vulnerable with them? Start with your, 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 your spouse or um, your partner in your relationship, whatever, um, your closest friend. Start with them and, and tell them how you're feeling really and ask them how they're feeling really. Ask them what's going on in their lives. If you know me in person, you know that I love to connect and that no question is off limits. If you only know me online, I want you to reach out. Let's have those hard conversations. I want you to remember that you're not alone. There's so many things that I, uh, I enjoy talking about and connecting over that I will probably never put on social media because I, I don't think it's the place for that. I think a lot of conversations that we have on social media are better had in person But there are some people who are so gifted at sharing their experiences and creating communities. And if you're one of those people, that's amazing. I love that. Keep keep going. But remember what I said a little bit earlier. If you compare yourself to someone else, you're always going to come up disappointed because you'll never be them. You will never be them. Business is hard. Life is hard. I think uh, someone said recently, I'm just learning to accept the fact that life is hard and it's going to continue to be hard. And that's true. Business is hard. Life is hard. And the past two years have been so hard because we haven't been able to connect in so many in person in so many ways. People are getting sick. People are dying. People are fighting. Uh, it, It seems like we don't even agree on what is true about what facts are and it's a hot, it's a very very difficult waters that we're navigating. So, I would encourage you to find a person that you can connect with. Find your community, reach out, get help. It's okay to reach out to someone and get help. It doesn't mean you're weak, it means you're strong. And I think you can do what I'm doing right now, you can push through the comparison, feelings of comparison and the imposter syndrome and continue to do what you want to do. I want to be on this podcast. I really enjoy talking to you guys and serving you guys. So I want to be here. So I'm pushing through even in spite of the comparison and the imposter syndrome. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. But I do want to be here and I want to provide a service to you guys. I want to be of service. I believe that my life is meant to be of service no matter what it is that I'm doing, whether it's music or business or taking someone's photo. Um, But here I am. I just want you to think about being honest with the next person that you talk to, smiling to the next person that you see when you meet them across the hallway. (laughs) And say hello. What's the worst that could happen? All right. I'll see you guys next time.